0: Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Basketball Edition. I'm your host, Martin Weiss. Joined here with my man, Mark Donalds, who I just now realized is wearing jeans and socks and sandals. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's one of those mornings, man. I just didn't feel like putting no shoes on. I want uh, to be comfortable.
0: Okay, I'm a, I, What kind of mornings are those? Jeans are not, I don't find jeans to be comfortable uh, clothing at all.
1: Well, let me just say this. I didn't do my laundry.
0: Ah. So all my
1: sweats and joggers, they're dirty, so.
0: It's one of those types. I of had things. to
1: wear the jeans today, unfortunately.
0: I see. I yeah. see.
1: I know you're a man that doesn't own a pair of jeans, I don't think, actually.
0: I, that is a fact. I do not <laughs> own a pair of jeans. <laughs> you're, the
1: only man you're the only man I've ever met in my life, man. That's why I love you, man. <laughs> I've never met somebody that doesn't own one singular <laughs> pair of jeans.
0: Nah, I, I mean, I, I can't say I've never. So, but well, currently. Currently. Yeah, at this moment in time, yeah, I am jeanless. Can so, you tell the people why? I just didn't buy any when I lost all the weight. I gained a ton of weight. I had to buy all new clothes. You're just out of it. And when I lost a bunch of weight again, I had an opportunity to remake my entire wardrobe. And I was like... I'm out. Yeah, I was like... And then I don't like the way that people wear jeans, too. Like, what you're doing is appropriate, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the flip-flops threw me off. (laughs) But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not, not... It's not a crazy fashion faux pas. Okay. But, like, I can't stand it when somebody's coming through, like... Like with the uh like with the sport coat. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like yeah. a button down shirt. Yeah. And then jeans. I I hate
1: that look too. It's like what are we doing here? Yeah, I hate that look.
0: Like are we like it are like that used to be like strictly for cowboys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And now we have extended like when I was a kid, that was what the cowboys used to wear. Yep. And now now we just extended it out to 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 everybody, and I just can't stand it, and I refuse to be a part of it. And then then jeans got skinnier, and then I was like, you know what, dude, I'm just good, <laughs> totally out now. Yeah, I'm just well, it's just you know, skinny. I was like, oh, what is the utility of this? This isn't comfortable. I don't even like this denim in general. Now it's literally rubbing up the back of the uh, back of my knee. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was gonna put on some leggings. Right, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, I fart and it comes out down by my ankle. Like, what are we doing here with these skinny jeans? You know what else? While well, we're talking the topic of fashion. Uh-oh. You know what really drives me nuts? What's that? I want coaches back in ties. It's the NBA Finals right now. We're two games in, and if you're just sitting there looking at the sideline, you'd have no idea who the head coach was.
1: You know it's funny you say that? I've actually thought about this in my head recently, and I was going to tweet it, but I didn't want to sound like the old man on the
0: line. Right. Get off my lawn. No. <laughs> you, make, <laughs> you make millions of dollars. Like I like the suit coach look, man. You walk you, – Darvin Ham, head coach of the Lakers, walked in his press conference. You know what he had on, a damn suit and tie. Yeah, you should coach the games in a suit. At least give me a polo. I understand when you are in the bubble, right? Oh yeah, because then it was that's a lot of laundry. Yeah, and I personally, as much as you will hear me advocating for the tie right now, I feel like it is the single most most useless piece of clothing that exists. I challenge anyone to find one more. But and it, if you make millions of dollars. Wear a goddamn tie to work. Okay. I'm glad you
1: said a million dollars. So I was going to ask you, does this extend to, like, high school coaches, AAU coaches, or is it just NBA coaches? No, it's
0: NBA coaches. And college. NBA coaches and college coaches. Yeah. I need you in a shirt and tie. All right? Now, honestly, and then if you're the coach of, like, a, you know, AAU, so on and so forth, I'd like a collar. Yeah. I'd like a yeah. collar. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? You could short sleeve collar. I mean, it's you know, it's in Florida, Louisiana, Georgia. It's hot as hell. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like a collar. Yeah. You know the AAU just be hot as hell. Uh, <laughs> so But no, but I need I need Steve Kerr and Eme Udoka. Like, like I bet Ime Udoka is probably fly as hell. Think about it. Think, think about his go with Nia Long, yeah. first of all. Yeah. Okay. And then he had to go get her as a Laker who you never heard of until he got that Celtics head coaching job. So you know he got swag. Yeah. It's just in his closet. just, just like them dust. It's dusty. <laughs> I bet e goes crazy.
1: Oh, when they go out on those steak dates, high-profile dinner dates that we never see because they're probably low-profile. They're not really in the TMZ spotlight like that I, outside I, of basketball.
0: So and you know what else, too? You know he gets fly you know what else? It's you see it more in football because you're looking at the coach more. It's a three hour game. Mm-hmm. You see they cut to the coach every after every play. Right. But uh it's something about everybody wearing these jumpsuits, zip ups, <laughs> that uh that makes me feel like they're less accountable. <laughs> like it makes me <laughs> feel like, like there's not like a oh, grown man. Yeah, like when, I, like when I was, when we were uh, getting Darvin hand tape, and I'm looking, and I'm seeing Mike Budenholzer when Darwin, all Mike Budenholzer's doing is standing up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't look like anybody's fault or yeah. or reason for success. I want yeah. coaches back in Armani, Tom Ford. I want I want suits. I want penny loafers. I want inspiration on how to dress on the sideline. I miss Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse got style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, come yeah. on, man. Let's bring some style back into the league. That's so, what I want. Before we
1: move on, we're talking about NBA right now, but let me go to football real quick. I know football you can't wear suits. It's too crazy, right? Uh-huh. But what about, how do you feel about Belichick with the hoodie look? The, the, the broken up hoodie, the cut
0: up sleeves,
1: see, looking homeless. See, how do you like that?
0: See, that is really what we're, that that is the end of the slippery slope that we're heading down in the NBA. That's right there. Is like, let them wear whatever they want, and they'll do whatever they want. That's what Belichick said. You have no rules on what I wear, then I'll wear whatever I want to laugh in your they'll face. going to start
1: having NBA coaches wearing hoochie daddy shorts.
0: It, hey. <laughs> especially the younger they get, the former players. I mean, Willie Green played in the, I mean, he just retired a couple years ago. He's probably up to date with the recent styles. <laughs> you know, I, I just, you know, I mean. It's getting ridiculous. Just, I mean, he, hey, E-May. He you know what, though? When you're watching the game today. Oh, I'm sorry, tomorrow, and you see Ime Udoka. The jumps, I mean, the, the 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 zip up does him no favors, cause he's got a little bit of a gut.
1: Oh yeah,
0: and his yeah. gut is yeah. sitting on top of his on top. I his, do, I did peep that on, <laughs> on top of his shirt. Like imagine, and you know, you hear the reporters. The reporters are there talking about how Eme strikes his hulking figure, I and mean, we got a technical foul last uh-huh. game because yeah. cussing at the ref. Yeah, and he don't even look like he mad. So you know he had to say something, and he, he feel like he sounds like John Thompson on the yeah. sideline, like just like somebody coming down with the voice of God. Yeah, coming like Seuss. In. Yeah, it's just <laughs> hello. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, was, I feel like in a suit, it will come out oh, more. Oh man! But in in this zip up, he looks like a soccer dad. Yeah.
1: Damn. I peeped that too. I peeped that too. The little pouch there. Yeah, it definitely sticks. It just it, it sticks out more because he's got because he's wearing a dry yeah, sticks, fit shirt. If he's wearing the suit, you can you can hide that. You can suck it in. You know, what if man? he's wearing what if it's, you got, you got, the, his suit is tailored to his body, got, you got the vest. Right. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, yeah. Huh, speaking of basketball, we're <laughs> we
1: gonna talk about basketball on this show.
0: I did a—I want to bet. I did the South special. And I'm telling you, FanDuel should market this. Oh, the wow. style special. The South special. You pick both teams to win by, like, five, six, seven, or nine. Because no game in this postseason has been close, it feels like. None of them. And I, almost every one of them is going to double-digit results. <laughs> so I picked both teams to win by nine. Golden State won. I got it, at like, plus 250.
1: Oh, wow. Congratulations <laughs> yeah. on that, man. Easy cash.
0: Well, so it ended up— I don't know. if Somebody's a better gambler than me can do the math. But I end up losing because I put a split of half, a split a unit, put half on Boston to win by nine, oh, okay. half on Golden yeah. State to win by nine. Uh-huh. So I ended up, I don't know, was it plus, I don't know, one o one I don't know. I got plus money back. I ended up making money. I so that that works for me. Yeah,
1: at the end of the day, you made money.
0: But this how special. Just bet both teams to win by, you know, more than six.
1: It seems like that's a pretty safe bet every game at this point. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'll probably take it again. To, I'll probably take it again as the uh, what is it? The Celtics are what three and a half point favorites at home.
1: You gotta take it tomorrow.
0: Three and a half point favorites at home against the Warriors. Who? I mean, I don't know. I feel like the discourse in this series has flipped a ton because if you like the today now the, the Warriors don't stand a chance.
1: The Warriors or the Celtics?
0: I feel like. After going into the series, it was all the Celtics have played two back-to-back Game Sevens. They don't stand a chance against mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Steph Curry going get his fourth, his his MV Finally, get his MVP. Mm-hmm. Then after two games, even though Boston, st- all they, I mean, they stole one, obviously, but I feel like everybody now was talking about man. If you look at the the, the players on this team, Boston has. The second through seventh best players, and and the the, the Celtics are much easier, much better talented. And, oh, I can't believe I was ever even thinking the Warriors could potentially win this thing at seven. So I'm just I'm just curious where your temperature is.
1: No, I'm actually seeing that. I don't know what you're seeing on your timeline, man. We have got different followers. I don't know what you're looking at, but uh, I'm seeing the complete opposite. Especially because Boston, they're actually not a good home team based on the playoffs record. They're way better on the home on, on the road than they are at home. I mean, last series, they lost, what, two home games, I think, to Miami? Mm -hmm. And they lost home games every series except, obviously, the Brooklyn Nets series. So I'm under the impression, I've been seeing that Golden State's at least going to win one of these road games in Boston. So at the very least, it's going to go back to Golden State 2-2. And then at that point, the Warriors just have to take care of home court, just win game five and game seven. So as long as they win one in Boston, I think Golden State is in great position.
0: I mean, I do, too. I just wondered where your position was. Cause I I think that the Warriors. Yeah, I still are got at this Warriors face. of
1: seven. I have no reason to change my mind right well,
0: now. Well, I have a reason to apologize to you because I was wrong.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your apology. Tell them what. You, you don't even know what I'm apologizing
0: for. I don't know. I just like the fact that you're apologizing.
1: What if I was wrong? You don't even know what I'm <laughs> apologizing for. Well, before, the fact yet. that you said you were wrong makes me happy. So, why? Because it's cool when you're wrong. Well, why would you? Because if you if, if you're wrong, that means I'm right. Cause I know we didn't agree on it, and you said you're gonna apologize to me. So obviously I was right, and you were wrong on this topic.
0: Well, that was a, I tell you that was a very roundabout way to get to a, I was right from I was from Martin was wrong. <laughs> but Andrew Wiggins is the second best player on the board. Let's go! <laughs>
1: yes, yes. Oh my God! I can't believe you said
0: that. And so here's the thing. I was though. not
1: expecting that. But
0: here's the thing though. You realize it. I realize it. I hope they realize it soon. But they don't
1: act like it. That's That's the problem. Steve Kerr doesn't realize The
0: Warriors need to realize that (laughs) Andrew Wiggins is their second best player and run some of the actions that they're running for. Dude, if you go back and watch Clay Thompson's missed shots, because I think, okay, so what I said on the last podcast is true. My rationale as to why Clay would have been the second best player.
1: Yeah, because they run. They're running all these plays for him. him.
0: They're running sets for him. They're trying to get him off. But they shouldn't. (laughs) As much. But at this point, at this point through two games, When you see the offensive output, your second best option offensively if Steph's not on the court is Wiggins going to the rim. Yeah, 100%. So however you can get that set up, however you can get that option going, but these uh, clay run 85 feet uh, down the baseline, swing up, catch it, one step, three, that's quiet, man, like those, that clay – I mean, and he's taking bad shots. There was one shot on a fast break. He took, like, a pull-up, like, mid-range jumper uh, yeah. with two was, people on him. What are you doing? And it was just like, dude, you're, you're, you are so clearly, clearly pressing and trying to get off. Yeah. It's like when you go out, you go out with that guy who's been in a relationship for, for you know, for like four years. He don't even remember how to act around girls. He gets like one too many drinks and all of a sudden he's talking to every single girl that walks past like, "Bro, you're embar- not only are you embarrassing yourself. Mm-hmm. You're embarrassing me too." Mm-hmm. Like, "I got to put you on the bench." Yeah. Because you can Mark. It's to the point with Clay Thompson. My girl pointed this out that I had to feel like, "Damn, it's a good observation." The crowd was getting so excited whenever he made a shot mm-hmm. that it <laughs> it's it's the back it's a backwards praise though yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's a backwards praise it's like <laughs> when the manager Comes off the bench mm-hmm. and hits the game-winning three. Mm-hmm. It's because you never believed he could do it. Yeah, it's because you don't like you or don't like, bo- that that
1: walk-on freshman. Yes! then when it's you're up by thirty, it's the
0: walk-on. <laughs> yes, he's the walk. Like Clay Thompson is getting walk-on sheer level status. Exactly, Clay Thompson is getting the status that is reserved for the sixth-year five-seven white kid on the bench of the one seed mm-hmm. that comes in and, 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 and when they're beating you know. Eastern, Western Carolina State Central mm-hmm. by by 45 points. He comes in with 45 seconds left in the second half and takes a charge. Yeah. And the crowd goes crazy. Yeah, and they're chanting his name and everything. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In fact, Michigan had one. His name was Andrew Dockage. Okay. Dan Dockage's kid. Andrew okay. Dockage. Was, okay. he, he was the, you know, if he got in the game, first of all, you know, he was doing th- uh, one of two things, winning big or losing big. That
1: reminds me of uh, Bill Self had a son, Bill Self Jr., <laughs> and he only come in and blow out situations and they'll go bill, crazy
0: bill self i feel like if i was a junior my name was bill i'd go will that's just me Will. i would go on will self yeah. i would go on will self <laughs> but that's just me you know a bit but i mean yeah i'm mean, back to the game at hand though speaking of current michigan uh michigan uh well, alumni i guess but current Person that we're talking about right now, Nick Stauskas. If you see Nick Stauskas in this game, like we saw, we have seen in multiple playoff games this year, including game two of the NBA finals, that's how you know that it's either up big or down big. Did you mean to say Jordan Poole?
1: No, I meant to say Nick Starks. Oh, Nick Star Oh my God! I was like, hold on, you confused me for a second. No, I meant to God. say Nick Starks. Nick just oh, okay. plays for
0: the Celtics.
1: Oh, I didn't, I did not know
0: that. <laughs> well, if you had watched Game Two until the very end, <laughs> I you would not
1: seen, know that. You would have seen. Oh Knicks my Austin. God! First
0: of all, you would have seen Nick Starks go one for two from three. Bro, I was hired. Remember, we NBA had the conversation finals?
1: before. I was hiring him out of Michigan. I remember we had the conversation. I had no idea he was in the league still. Well, I really had no clue.
0: He is a backup. Reserve. So you guys have
1: two guys in the NBA finals, Jordan Poole and Nick Stauskas. Michigan Why?
0: man can't lose. But, <laughs> but I just say that is the number 1. He's the guy now that we're talking about Nick Stauskas. And we saw him in game 2 and I'm starting to wonder if we'll see him again because I would be I would have lost my bet with you earlier that we made about close games in the series. I don't think these I don't think it's gonna be close no more. I thought it was gonna be close. I thought it was gonna be a good series. It may go six, seven. I think it will go six, seven, but the idea that these games are gonna be close, I think I think that, that shit might have sailed.
1: I still think the games are gonna be close. Like game one ended up being a double digit win, but it was like we know that wasn't really a blow. It wasn't a blowout. Last game was it got ugly, but it was close in the first half. But we knew heading to that game. We knew the Warriors, there was no way they're gonna lose both games at home. So, I feel like that was kind of an outlier game. Like, I feel like now we're going to see competitive games. I don't think we're going to see another game like that the rest of the series. I really don't. I'll be shocked.
0: Well, it depends because I, I thought that the Warriors would have going to win both games at home. But what gave me cause for concern was I saw Jason Tatum go 3-for-17 in game one. He said, he's not going to do that again. He's going to ball next game. So, he did. He did ball next game, and the Celtics lost. But Jason Tatum has been truly up and down this series. And you would have thought the Celtics go as he goes. Just find that fascinating, and I do feel like Jalen Brown at plus seven fifty to win MVP of this series is a very, very live bet.
1: It's a great play. Did you put that ticket in?
0: I put it in at plus plus a thousand before the uh, before the series started. Before the series started.
1: Okay, now it's at plus seven fifty. Yeah, that's still I might put a ticket in right now. Well, I just I don't know. What's I mean, I got the Warriors winning, but if the Boston wins, I mean, that's great value.
0: I just what's your, what's your take? I feel like Jason Tatum has been up and down. His shoulder is not, is not. You know, he, every, I mean, at that first quarter every game, I cringe every time he, he's rolling his know, shoulder like dead. this and cursing at the gods.
1: So annoying to
0: watch. And I feel like if you Doka hadn't taken out Jalen Brown in the first in the first half, if he had kind of let him cool off a little bit before yeah. benching him, yeah, instead of just playing his rotations, I don't know if we're talking about everybody. I, we might be talking about two 0 balls. Yeah, I think
1: he panicked because he got you know he got those two fouls. I think he should have probably let him play through it. And see if you got that third one, then take him out. But, yeah, as far as Jason Tatum, the main concern for me is his turnovers, man. He's turned the ball over at a very, very high rate, especially for somebody that doesn't handle the ball, like, that much. Like, it's not like he has the ball in his hands like a Luka, you know, or like a LeBron. Like, the ball's in his hands a lot, sure, but his usage isn't that high. You still have Marcus Smart, who handles the ball a pretty fair amount of times. You still got Jalen Brown, who handles the ball a pretty fair amount of times. So for him to turn the ball over that much is very concerning to me. And I've said this before, and I don't know if it's about his injury right now, but I feel like this has been a common theme for him throughout his young career. And, you know, this is tongue-in-cheek a little bit, but he plays like a light-skinned guy. And I I hate to say it because I know you're a light-skinned guy. But when I say that, I mean it like this. And this fits the stereotype of of light-skinned hoopers. He plays so pretty, bro. Like, every time he has to – it seems like he has to do his move to get something off, right? Like, he does the one, two, uh, between the legs, behind the back. Like, bro, just go to the basket. Like, you don't have to do your mixtape that we see you do over the summer for Baller's Life when you're working in the summer gyms. We don't have to see the technical move every time, bro. Just attack the rim. Nah, he likes he to plays dance. too pretty. Can you admit he does play too pretty, though? So,
0: the way I say it is that he likes to dance. Yeah. Like, like dance, like he's like he's, he's clearly, not going nowhere with it. But that's what I'm saying. He's dancing. He's <laughs> dancing with the ball. Like he's clearly like it's literally like if you think about it, it's literally quite literally a one two step. That's what I like you about Jalen
1: Brown. Even though his handle is loose,
0: <laughs> whoa, 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 it's whoa.
1: very loose. But no, but 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 he'll go straight to the rim though. He's not dancing. Like Jalen Brown got,
0: and I'm not comparing myself to. And obviously a his handles aren't that good. But Jalen Brown got the type of handles that I had as a basketball player. I, as a hooper, I was of the. Clay Thompson, JJ Redick, like I'm just You're not, I'm not the volume, dribbling man. the ball. I'm a shoot. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a shoot, and I'm to jump, and I'm play defense. I'm a rebound, but dribble, no. Uh-huh. Sometimes you to, sometimes you have to dribble, but if you gotta dribble, the best way to do it is forward and fast. Yeah, straight line drives. And so that's what I say. He don't got not a. He couldn't move out of an apartment if he wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just know that he can't move. No, he got no moves whatsoever. The man is trapped, checkmate. So he no has more. no. She has no choice but to do the straight line. Exactly. That's.
1: But I wish Tatum would do that more often, even though he has he does have the handles to do more.
0: I feel what you're saying. But it's yeah. a little. It, you know, it's it, it's, a it's, a gift a, yeah, it's a gift and a yes, gift and a curse. Well, it's the difference between uh, uh, knowing when you have to take like, immediately first step and be decisive and attack, and when you got to kind of take a step and look around. Like, Carmelo Anthony hasn't been immediately first step decisive since, like, 2013, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I feel like he was the guy who was really good at being able to ascertain whether or not he needed to just go right then, pump fake, pump fake, dribble, 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 you know what I'm saying, and try to get his bucket. But, like, I think he could use a little bit more of that in his game, whereas, I mean... It's a little odd, honestly, the, the the Kobe stuff at this point in time, <laughs> like the reporting around it at least. But he's a ball stopper, and so is Kobe in a way that Kobe would get his assist, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to sit here and quarterback for about four or five seconds before I understand everything that's going on. Or not say understand, before I decide what I'm going to do yeah. with everything I'm processing. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: 100%. But the one thing that I wanted to touch on, too. As you mentioned it a second ago, no one has really been talking about this, so I will. I'll say what no one wants to say. Marcus Smart has been bad since, like, Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals. He's been bad.
1: I thought he was pretty good in Game 1.
0: That's But the thing is, he's on the bench for Derek White. When it, when it, when it, Think about it. He's on the bench for Derek White in, in Game 1, and that's how the Celtics uh, extended their lead. They tried to run him in the fourth, and they got the, the doors blown off. And not to mention, Steph Curry has been going insane. That first quarter? Yeah. In game one? Yeah. Who checking him? And I get, that, I get, I, I get it. Drop coverage, drop coverage, drop say, he's coverage. He's not guarding him. a lot of just screens. Just Drop coverage. Just it's not, not like coverage. he's just on him. He was six for eight from three. Okay.
1: But I mean, if you I, Actually, if you looked at the stats though game one, the times that he was on him, he only scored eight points on Marcus Smart.
0: I was watching the game. I didn't go back and look at the ice. I don't put you talking about Marcus so, Smart though. It's uh, but, unfair to put it all on Marcus Smart. I'm not, but okay. You could talk about that. You want to talk about how he ain't shooting the ball and scoring the ball?
1: Well, wow, we can talk about
0: that. You want to talk about, I mean, we talk about, I'm, talk, we talking about okay, it's sure. A conversation. He having great this. Still Marcus Smart. Yeah, but now you're talking about offense instead of defense. It's all staff. Basketball. Well yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm <was laughs> just saying he hasn't been, he hasn't been playing well. And like part of me is, is conspiracy martin says that Derek White that, that the media is hyping up the Derek White trade because Brad Stevens made it and if Udoka wins a championship with Right after Brad Stevens, who was a boy wonder for the longest time, there were people really saying, "Would you rather have Brad Stevens or Giannis for your organization?" Like I remember that. I remember that. Was, discourse. it's like so. It's like it really after baby. after all of these years of hearing about how Brad Stevens was just the greatest the thing since Wonder Bread, and you watch, you know, uh, you know, uh, Mister Neil Long walk in there and, and get a chip in in year one with essentially the exact same team, and the media is hyping up that Derek fucking White is the reason why. <laughs> Like he or the, the Derek White trade is the big reason so, why? Are you
1: saying it's going to be like a college thing where like a guy comes in and he wins with the other coach's guys? He didn't win with his guys. He won with the old coach's guys.
0: Well, see, it's not that, his guys. That's the beauty of the of, of professional <laughs> sports though, because there's no such thing as his guys. Right, right, right. Because it's like you know, what it means is see, that's the difference. In college, it means you know, oh, oh, you know, uh, Brady Hoke. He can't win.
1: Like if Hubert Davis would have, like this year. That's a
0: better example. Yeah. Roy Williams. It was Roy Williams' guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, Hubert might be able to get it with Roy's guys. But maybe Roy didn't get it done with the guys the year before, right? (laughs) Maybe that was what it was. And now Hubert got all the way to the championship game. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, maybe that's the situation is. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm concerned about Marcus Smart. That would be my thing that concerns me about the Celtics going forward because they don't have enough. I know that they have – the Warriors are a better team, just cohesiveness and togetherness, than the Celtics are. The Celtics have better players. But if Marcus Smart is not playing at a high level, I don't think this team has a chance to win. Peyton Pritchard is getting major fourth quarter minutes, dude.
1: I don't think that's a problem. You think that's the issue? Hell yeah! Peyton Pritchard, first of all – He's been one of their best rebounders. I don't know if you've been paying attention from the guard position. I think last game he had four or five. Game one, he had like six. He makes his open threes. I mean, he seems like he doesn't freaking miss when he has an open three in the corner, especially. I don't think that's bad for him to get minutes. I'm not saying he should play high minutes, but I don't think think it's bad that he's playing minutes right now.
0: Let me tell you something. It's the Spike Albrecht effect. He looks great. As many minutes, but as soon as you cross over too many.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, don't
0: don't cross the line. No. We bordering on crossing the line.
1: You think we're there now?
0: I think we're there now. We here? I think Peyton Pritchard needs to be on your bench in crunch time in the fourth quarter of the NBA when you have the defensive player of the year on your roster.
1: Okay. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Do you have a problem with Derek
0: White? Not necessarily. However, Marcus Smart is a better player and needs to be a better player in this series for them. Like, do I have a problem with Derek White? No. Is he a rotational player on a playoff team? Sure. But is he closing fourth quarters for me? No. if he's hot, if he's hot, I might leave him in. Okay, but if I want he's hot, but, if, but, if he's rolling. But here's the thing, though. No, That's what I'm talking about. If he's closing, like, I'm not talking about if he's hot. I'm talking about guys who are out there. Like Steph, hot, cold comatose oh yeah with one sure. hand for sure with one leg can you go you're going out there for the closest for fourth sure. quarter route yeah that's what i'm talking about no. is he closing out my fourth quarter i don't know
1: yeah but see game one he was out there because that lineup was rolling with him uh, al horford they were making threes left and right so at that point i don't take him out i think it's a game by game basis i don't think it's like a set rotation where yeah, we're gonna definitely close this game with Derek White. You're not going to the game thinking we're gonna close with Derek White. Well, I'm saying this plan is Marcus Smart. What I'm go ahead unless Derek White is having one of those games, then you have a decision to make. But what, that's all I'm
0: saying. What I think, silly me, I think the defensive player of the year should be of such a status that he don't get pulled. Right, like like Regardless
1: that's of what Derek White is doing.
0: Yeah, like we figured out around you. Look, we'll figure it out. Wait, maybe,
1: you're, you're putting Marcus Smart on a higher pedestal than so, you know
0: what I'm saying? We figured out around that. You know what I'm saying? Like the way we figure we like like the way that the Warriors, we're gonna figure out around Steph and around Draymond. Like these are the two people that's gonna close the game for us. We're gonna figure everything else out. If I'm the Celtics, the that three needs to be
1: Well, they could play together, maybe White and Smart. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: The three that needs to be closing games for you is is, is, is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Whoever else fits in around there, fits in around there. If you wanna do Derek White, Robert Williams. Al Horford, Robert Williams. You know what I'm saying? Or, or Peyton Pritchard, Derek White, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you do. Any combination it's got, of those. But those, it, but those, those three, three gotta to be, be the there. those three gotta be the celery and the rice and the beans. <laughs> they gotta be the main joints. Hey, the, the foundation. You know what I'm saying? They gotta be the foundation. That. I
1: feel that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that.
0: So before we get into the top five, we're gonna do the top five popular parlays in the FanDuel sportsbook section that we like. Let's take a quick break. All right, Mark. So FanDuel has these cool little uh popular parlays where you can basically just take all types of interesting things. They're kind of I like them a lot because they're essentially Futures best that last like a week long. Yeah, right? Yeah. You're you don't
1: know? gotta wait six months.
0: Yeah, I mean who's got I mean, I'm not made of money. So I'll, I mean, I'm I'm well compensated here at the Extra Points Podcast Network, but I don't wanna wait for, you know, you know, eight to one odds for eight months. Yeah. You know, especially when I can get it right now. Right. So well, I figured that what we do. We normally do the top five, uh, top five things that we agree, whatever, but I want to come up with five out of our own. See, so we both look and came up and and picked five or six that we liked. Mm-hmm. I want to come up with five together that we can agree upon.
1: Okay, so this is a group project. Okay. Exactly. So like make
0: it. sure you are not putting your name on as soon as we're getting ready to turn it in. <laughs> the first one that I have, and I know that you'll like this, Andrew Wiggins plus 25 points in at least one game and Golden State to win the series. It's a 4-1 odds. I like that. I like that. Because like here's it. the thing. Here's my argument.
1: The only thing that scared me from putting it on, my, I agree with you though. We can. That's our collaborative thing. The only thing that scared me was Steve Kerr not treating him like the number two option. But yeah, he could definitely do that
0: though. And I think that we're in a place where not necessarily for the Warriors to win the series, but if the Warriors want to win the series in six, or like, in, I don't want to say with ease, but easier, Klay Thompson can't go four for 18 because he can't take 18 shots. Yeah. Right. He, he's gonna he, like that can't happen. Wiggins has to be the guy in the starting lineup that's getting those looks. He's gotten. He's had opportunities uh, to score for. It's really just gonna come down to whether or not he hits his open shots or not. Yeah. But I think he's he's due to crack. I think at least twenty games for. I mean, at least twenty points rather for at least three of the next uh, three of the games in this series. Twenty five is not out of reach.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree totally. I'm glad you're on the Wiggins train. I'm glad you finally have came to the light and see that he's the second best player on the team. So another one that I like, I think you're going to like this too. Another 25-pointer, same team, Michigan, man. Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole to score 25-plus in any game and the Warriors win the series at plus 470.
0: I did like that one as well, but the only thing I'm concerned about. Pool party. And he did start to heat up a little bit in the second half of last game, which was, but he has been, before that second half, it had been six straight quarters of Pool getting wasted on defense. Yeah, and it was just like this is this is this is bad, man. This is really really bad. Like I don't know, and and he's not hitting shots. Yeah, he was hosting pool parties with no chicks there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my that was my concern. Is like, all right, bro, I don't know if you're gonna be able to score enough I feel like he can to me, justify he can give your one?
1: defense. He gives one.
0: He gives one. See, now here's your real rub. Jordan pulled twenty five plus points in one game. What happens? Let's say – let's call it game five. When Boston comes back, uh-huh. say it's a uh, – no, let's call it game four, right? Okay. Boston wins game three. It's okay. game four. Warriors win by, like, I don't know, 40. You know what I'm saying? because okay. that's the way the playoffs is going. Uh-huh. You know, blow them out of their own court. Uh-huh. Jordan Poole hits 25 in that game because Steph's been on the bench. He Because Steph had 17 because he yeah. only played three quarters. Right, right. You know that that's that yeah. I feel that that is a real possibility. Because even
1: last game, he had a lot of garbage time points that's, in the
0: fourth quarter. Exactly of that game. So my next one is I'm gonna go with uh, Jason Tatum to average 25 plus points and Boston to win the series plus 240. Okay. He's got to score more than he has obviously in his first two games. Yeah, he's got to pick it up. He's yeah. gonna have to pick that it first up. Game hurt. The first game did hurt, so he's going to need to have like a 35-er or so. Kind of get back, to back on get track. Like a 30- 30 to 35-er. 30 he's got that in him. Yeah. He's got that in him. He's, he's shown it several times, these playoffs. Yeah. Could be tomorrow. Could be game four, game five. One of these middle games, he's going to fill it up mm-hmm. and, and hit that. So, I think he will hit that average. And then I'll just go right into my other one because it, it's – It's it's tied into it, but Tatum plus thirty five points in any game and Boston to win the series, and that is plus four something. I lost the odds, but if you do that, you know you can get the Tatum to average twenty five points and Boston to win the series at plus two forty, and then Tatum with thirty five points in any game and to win the series at plus four. If you like Boston, I like that. I like that. So, I have a
1: real juicy one that I love. The odds here are crazy, and I think it is very, very possible. So, at plus 900, Martin, you like that number? Plus 900? Mm -hmm. It's a lot of money there. That is for Steph Curry to get 28 plus points in every game this series. He's already done that in the first two games. 28 plus in every game at plus 900?
0: What did he have in game two?
1: He had 20...
0: 20, 29, 29. right? 29. And he didn't play in the fourth quarter. And that's that's without garbage time. Didn't play in the fourth. I
1: love that at plus 900. Love it. Absolutely love it. Because it's the finals. He's going to shoot as many times as he wants. Because he wants that finals MVP. He's tired of that narrative. He has no finals MVPs. He's already done it in the first two games, and he didn't even play in the fourth quarter last game.
0: I like that, and I think I'm I'm gonna go with you on that. But I would wonder if you like that one. Steph to score twenty eight points or more in all series games. What and, about this?
1: And that's without the win too. That's do yeah, yeah, not yeah, have to win the, the series win. at all. I,
0: know, I like. I mean, I like it. I'm gonna play it. Yeah, but Curry to make. Three threes in all games right now is minus 135. Curry to make five or more threes in all games is 13 to one. <laughs>
1: wow. How many did he make in the first two games? I know the first game he made it. like He made hit, He cleared that in the first quarter, I think. Yeah, the I remember first, you made that bet. <laughs> yeah, the first game I believe he had <laughs> He cleared had that in six. the first quarter.
0: <laughs> the second game I'm pretty sure he had five. And hey, let's keep
1: in mind he didn't play in the fourth quarter in the second game. Too, so
0: you keep saying that. He might not play in the second fourth quarter. Well, like I know. Guys. I'm saying like we're not gonna have another blowout.
1: I mean, I don't think we will, but who knows with these playoffs? <laughs> no. You can't completely rule it out.
0: And then I think my last one is Jalen Brown. And I know you had this one on your list. Yeah, I think this is this is Jalen Brown that hit guarantee. two threes a game.
1: This is that's a guarantee. That's free money.
0: He had that with seven minutes left in the first quarter the last game. Yeah. And again, I do you think get that it plus money. I think that Jalen Brown, I mean, he's going to have to hit threes for this Boston team to win. I think that especially as much as Tatum likes to dance, some of it, he's going to just have to set it and go sometimes.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think that's the for sure lock. If I had to give you a lock, a bet the house, you know, if you follow me, i like to bet the house. The Jalen Brown one is the bet the house play. I think that I feel pretty confident in that
0: one. Is that why you had to leave Kansas City? Yeah. You bet I the house? lost my house. You lost the house? Yeah. Not, ever yeah, had, since you
1: were a kid? I had to move in with my cousin out here in <laughs> the valley, man. Get back
0: on my feet. <laughs> ever since you were a kid. Just a kid from Kansas City. Yeah. Lost my house, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Let me tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NFL. The largest best ball prize pool is here, and it's only at Underdog Fantasy. With $10 million in total prize money and three prizes of a million or more, the best place to play fantasy football this summer? Underdog, the last winner of the Best Ball Mania, a seven-figure prize last year drafted in June. So there's no time like the present to join Underdog and take your shot at a million-dollar draft. In Best Ball Mania, you just enter the contest on the Underdog's website or app, draft a team, and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management, and Underdog gives you the best score each week of the season and the highest-scoring drafts at the end of the season. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to 100 when you sign up with the promo code COUSINSAL. That's four free entries into Best Ball Mania 3. So what are you waiting for, Mark Gunnels? <laughs> Head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store and sign up for Underdog with the promo code COUSINSAL today. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code COUSINSAL. Mark, your Underdog Fantasy, lemon pepper parlay. My underdog fantasy lemon pepper parlay for
1: game three tomorrow. I am pairing my guy, Andrew Wiggins, is definitely going to be on there. Points at 15 and a half. I love the over there. He's clear at this total in five of his last seven games. We already were talking about him scoring 25 in the 20s. So at 15 and a half, I feel very comfortable in the over there. And I am pairing that with Derek White. PRA, points, rebounds, and assists, the over there at 17-and-a-half. That is very low considering. He cleared that with points alone in game one, and he cleared the PRA in game two at 17-and-a-half. So I feel very comfortable at home that he's going to clear that as well.
0: All right. I'm going with Andrew Wiggins over one-and-a-half, three-pointers made. He's hit this. Definitely hit it last game. But if more or less, he's going to get the attempts. He had five, at least five three-point attempts. He's hit it in
1: the first two games of the series.
0: He's, I know he's had at least five attempts in, yeah. in the last at least ten playoff games they've Roughly, had. Yeah. So I mean, he's gonna get the gonna get the attempts, and Kevon Looney over seven points. Hmm. Okay. Because Draymond only got but so many people to pass the ball to. Okay. <laughs> and he does get, like,
1: two or three easy layups every game. Like
0: that's what months. I'm banking on. I'm banking on uh, uh, three layups and a foul.
1: Okay. He's a good free throw shooter.
0: Three layups, and go one from one to the line, hit, give me the seven, and then I'm playing with free money after that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I like it. For a bonus. Oh, you have a bonus. Under Klay Thompson points, 19 and a half. What are we talking about? What what are we watching?
1: But the thing, you know, he's he's gonna have one game though. It's just a matter of when is it gonna be? Is it gonna be Game Six, Clay? Because we got a while for that.
0: <laughs> well, I just know this: if you just bet under Clay Thompson points for the rest of the games in the series, oh,
1: you'll hit more often. Than not. <laughs> you'll be you'll be what four and one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: All right, Mark Gunnels. Till next time.